0: grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Familiarity breeds contempt, so the old saying goes. But I think more often than not, familiarity actually breeds apathy. We stop caring as much. When we become familiar with something or someone, we begin to take it for granted. We stop seeing that person or that thing as truly special. This is probably the most common issue I end up dealing with, with marriage counseling, that one or both members of a marriage stop treasuring the other. And when they start taking the other person for granted, well, a lot of bad things happen gratitude is replaced by griping, joy is displaced by jealousy, truly loving and treasuring the other, the spouse that God has given you as a gift, well, that's replaced by picking at, finding faults, criticizing the other. I think the same thing can happen in the church. The longer a person is around a given congregation, the more warts and blemishes you can find. Every congregation has its issues, every pastor has his problems. But again, it's oftentimes not even the warts and blemishes that lead to us becoming less involved. We just sometimes become apathetic. And we stop seeing the beauty of the church. We stop marveling at the people that God has placed around us, uh, even with all of their faults. And we stop seeing the blessing of life together. Even worse, though, I think... This attitude can actually set in with how we view Jesus. Now, if you grew up in the church, and I think most of us did, what did you grow up hearing? You grew up hearing about Jesus every single Sunday, right? Every Sunday you were in church, you were going to hear about Jesus. You've heard all of the accounts again and again and again and again. You, you get to the point where you're like, well, I know. I know Jesus. I know all this stuff, Right? What what am I doing here? I don't need this anymore. I, I already know it. And apathy is one of the most powerful tools in the devil's toolbox. So during the season of Epiphany, we're going to spend some time rediscovering Jesus. I want you to listen with new ears, to hear these things as if for the first time, and that together we can marvel at just how amazing Jesus really is. And today we begin that with the baptism of Jesus. Now, if we go back to the beginning of Luke chapter 3, it says that John the Baptist went into all the region around the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And that makes sense for the crowds of people who were coming to be baptized by John. It makes sense that they were coming because they understood they needed forgiveness of sins. You had tax collectors, you had soldiers, you had all kinds of other people who understood the things that they had done, the sinful acts they had committed. They knew they needed forgiveness, and they were coming to John knowing of their sin, knowing that they needed help, wanting to be forgiven. But then we get to verse 21, and we hear this. Now, when all the people were baptized... And when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Now, if John's baptism was a baptism of forgiveness, what is the sinless Son of God doing standing in the middle of the Jordan River being baptized by John? He doesn't need forgiveness. What's he doing there? See, understand that the baptism of Jesus is a truly important event to understand if we're to rightly understand Jesus. If we're to treasure him and love him as we ought, we've got to understand what's happening here. Why was Jesus baptized? Well, was it to receive forgiveness of sins? I mean, the kids knew that one. No, absolutely not. Jesus is sinless. He is holy. He doesn't need any forgiveness. He's not there to be forgiven. He's not there because he needed to repent. Rather, Jesus is standing there in our place. While baptism into Christ is a baptism of forgiveness, in which our sins are washed away and we are made new in Christ, the baptism Jesus received was different He's baptized. He's anointed as the Messiah. Now, my confirmation kids better know this one. I'm looking at you guys, right? What does Christ mean? What does Messiah mean? Anointed one. Messiah in Christ, Messiah Hebrew, Christ Greek, means anointed one. Well, Jesus is anointed here with the Holy Spirit. He's anointed with the water of the baptism of John, but with the Holy Spirit... He is anointed, and it is made clear, this is the one. This is the one who has come to save. This is the one that God has heard your prayers, you know, going back to Isaiah, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Here he is. Here is the one God has sent to be the Savior that you need. And Jesus is baptized not because he needed it, but because we needed him. When Jesus was baptized, essentially the opposite of what happens for us in baptism happens for him. Instead of sins being forgiven, Jesus is saying, All right, give me all of your sins. I'm going to carry them with me. I'm going to live the perfect life in spite of bearing all of your sins as the Lamb of God. I'm going to take them to the cross. I'm going to pay for them in full so that you can be forgiven. You can be clothed with a robe of righteousness. So now when we're baptized, it is a washing away of sins. When we're baptized, it is being joined with Jesus who willingly takes our sin and clothes us with his righteousness. That's what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 6 in that reading that we heard just a few minutes ago. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? What is Paul saying there? Hey, don't you realize... When you were baptized, you were joined with Christ. You died with him. And you were raised with him. You're a new person. You're a new creation. You are not who you once were. You are a redeemed child of God. We were therefore buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You are a new creation in Christ, set free to live in holiness. See, what happens in baptism is those things that are true of Jesus now become true of us. Jesus is sinless. Are you sinless? Well, not of your own, but in Christ you are. He gives you his holiness. Are you able to live a holy life? Well, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you certainly are. Not by your own strength, but by the power of the Spirit, you can. Does death have any grasp on you any longer? Well, no. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. And it doesn't over those who are in Christ either. Yeah, you might die. And you will be raised to everlasting life. Death doesn't have dominion over you. Christ has dominion over death, and you're in Christ. So, well, you don't even have to fear death. Just think about this for a moment. What was happening in that Jordan River? The Son of God, right, who existed from eternity, left his rightful place of glory and authority and power, where he's receiving worship of angels, where everything is glory. He says, I'm going to give all of that up. I am going to come into the world. We just celebrated the birth of Christ, right? That humble entering into the world at Christmas. And then I'm going to go stand in a muddy creek. (laughs) To be baptized by a sinful man. And yes, John, though he was a prophet, was a sinful man. So that I can go to the cross for my creation. That's the Jesus we see in the Jordan River. That's the Jesus who is. That's the Jesus who loves you. Through Jesus, we are made new. We're a new creation in Christ. Through Jesus, our sins are forgiven. And because we've been baptized into Christ, we are children of God. We are set free from slavery to sin. And because we have one who loved us so much, he would do all of that. He would give up glory and power to serve us, to bear our sins, to pay for them on the cross. We can live every single day confident of who we are. I'm loved by God. I've been claimed by him in baptism. He has made me his own. I'm a child of God. And nothing that Satan says or does, nothing that the world says or does, can change that fact. Jesus stands in the waters of the Jordan as the redeemer we need. And he's the answer. Are you loved by God? Yeah, how do you know? Jesus. Are your sins forgiven? Well, yeah. I've been baptized into Christ. He has given me faith in Christ. Jesus took my sins to the cross. He paid for them in full. Yes, my sins are forgiven. So because Jesus gives us his holiness in exchange for our sin, these things that were true of Jesus are true for us. Death has no dominion over us. The baptism of our Lord... Mark's the beginning of his ministry, his earthly ministry. And throughout the season of Epiphany, we're going to walk with Jesus as he goes about that earthly ministry, as he heals the sick, as he does miracles, as he reveals more and more and more of, of who he is. But today I want you to remember Jesus, standing in the waters of the Jordan River, being baptized by John. He's not standing in an impressive river. The Jordan River is never has been very impressive. You remember Naaman in the Old, in the Old Testament? Naaman uh, comes to Israel, and uh, the, the prophet says, "Oh, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, and you'll be cleansed. And he's like, the Jordan River? That thing's gross. I'm not getting in that. We got better rivers back home. I'm going back there and he finally has to be convinced to do this. Well, he wasn't entirely wrong. The Jordan River is not a magnificent river. It's a river that's filled with all kinds of filth from, well, all of the animals, the cows and the sheep. It all runs into that. The waters of the Jordan now and always have been filthy but it's a reminder that Jesus stands there in that muddy, dirty water, taking on our sins so that he can give us his holiness. This is where the Son of God chose to be baptized, because he was taking our filth, our guilt, our shame, and in exchange giving us the robes of righteousness. In the baptism of Jesus, we are reminded who Jesus is and why, because of him, we can live every single day in joy. We are loved by the Lord. We are cherished by him. We are his treasure, claimed, washed, renewed in Christ, in Jesus' name. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.